BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And welcome back to another episode of the Spurs cast. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Project Spurs writer Benjamin Bornstein. In this episode, Ben and I will discuss the Spurs landing the first overall pick to draft Victor Wembanyama and where the team will go from here. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode with Ben. Ben, how are you doing? I am fantastic, sir. I slept incredibly poorly last night and I loved every second of it. Man, it was just, it was like nerve wracking, just like when it, when it became more of reality, especially when I saw Houston fall, where were they at? at um, no, Detroit first at five. When Detroit got to five, I was like, okay, okay. The Spurs have a ch- shot here. That's right. That's one of those teams down from the, in the top three or the bottom three, should I say. Then Houston goes at four. And I was like, I was doing the math in my head. It's either, you know, the Spurs have a better chance, of course, you know, more lottery balls than, than Portland and Charlotte. And sure enough, uh, three goes to Portland, two goes to Charlotte, and then number one goes to the San Antonio Spurs. Um, just like, again, like, um, you know, the Spurs end up getting, they're going to be able to draft Victor Wembanyama. Um, just like your initial reaction from seeing that happen last night. Oh, I was ecstatic. Evan and I were on, a, we were doing a spaces last night and it was beautiful. Um, man, there was... There was a lot of there were a lot of excited people on that space, as I gotta say. It was it was so awesome. It was just I mean, I was I was five when the Spurs won the ninety-seven lottery. So I didn't really have a basketball consciousness yet. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because having grown up in Orlando, I saw Orlando get two first two number one picks before I saw the Spurs get their second. And um, it is wild. I, I had a buddy who's a huge Magic fan, and he was going crazy last year. He was like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. And I'm like, you, you can have Paolo. Yes. <laughs> Next year's Victor, Victor Wembanyama. That's the guy everybody wants. But man, it was, it was exciting. It was, it was scary. It was terrifying. It was, it was yeah. overwhelming. You name it. It was, it was all of them, the, the emotions of the rainbow, you know? 
Yeah, man. No, just like you're saying, I mean, I'm getting my, my just yesterday, my phone started blowing up just texts from family members who live in San Antonio, you know, excited. They think that, you know, this is this, this is it. They're back like to being a championship contender. Um, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, call me those. They're, they're going to get there definitely with Wembenyama, but not 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 necessarily like when Tim Duncan the first came. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit of detail. And then also just other um, fan bases of other teams. You know, they were just basically saying congrats, like the Spurs are, you know, really lucky and, you know, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, just like a lot, a lot of people are salty. Yes, <laughs> they were not too happy there. Especially, man, imagine being a Pistons fan. You watch that. They had the worst record in the league and they end up going number five. Yikes. So, um, Since they changed the lottery system format, no team that has had the worst record has actually won the lottery. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Because I remember, yeah, that was, that was something that, that was brought up before. For what that's uh, worth. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. I mean, so again, um, yeah, so like like I said, uh, just a lot of people I haven't heard from in, in years uh, were just kind of contacting me, you know, just talking about this. Like, this is a big deal right now in San Antonio. I know that, um, you know, there's videos going around of like, of like the bars, people like erupting and like just like a, a lot of uh, excitement of people were honking downtown. So yeah, it was just a really big night. And, you know, again, even though they didn't, you know, they didn't quite win a championship, it's like for their future is really feels, no, feels like Antonio. It. Yeah, it feels like that. Basically, that that's the feeling. Yes, that's coming out of San Antonio right now. Is that it? Just feels almost like they won the title. Uh, it's by, it's by definitely the- a top ten Spurs moment. Yeah, no so, so, um, yeah, so like, uh, definitely, yeah, and it definitely changes their trajectory of, of where they're headed now, cons- considering that they just had one of their the roughest seasons in terms of winning just twenty two games. All right, so, uh, you know, we do. Want, I just want to go back to so after the after everything happened, uh, we, we the Spurs had a had a virtual press conference with those of us in the media, and uh, Brian Wright, the GM, spoke, and he, you know, he basically said, you know, it took two things like to, to for this to happen. One, you know, they they executed a plan, which of course for Spurs fans it was not a fun season. We saw twenty two wins, a lot of injuries, and a lot of players. Getting rested they didn't want to take any chances they, they needed to make sure that they had a bottom three record for those 14 percent lottery odds and it worked out for them so that was part one of it part two was that really you just needed luck like you said benny we didn't know you know who was going to end up with the, with the pick but the spurs put themselves in the best position along with with uh, detroit and houston uh, even though it didn't happen for them and and again it, you just need luck on your side and it and it happened for the spurs it happened 1997 with tim duncan and then now all of a sudden in 2023 it happens again uh with victor Wembanyama with them uh, having that luck and then lastly, um, you know, after the Spurs got number one, well, then that means that they're going to end up getting the 33rd pick in the, in the second round. And they're also still going to have the 44th pick uh, via, the, uh, via the Toronto Raptors also in the second round. So now this, like, like I was mentioned to you before recording, this isn't going to be one of my normal episodes, like where I go into stats and like financial stuff. We're going to be more open-ended just because it's, it's just an early outlook of, of, of where the Spurs are headed now that they, they do have a player who's a generational talent in Victor Wembanyama. So the first, came, the first question I have for you is, does their approach this offseason change? So I, I thought, you know, they had two game plans. Plan A is if they get Wembenyama, there's there's a game plan there. And then plan B is like if they get picks two through seven, maybe more of a rebuild, that kind of thing. So my question to you is, do you think they're going to continue to slowly grow this roster? Or do you think they're going to be aggressive and trying to build a contender very quickly, considering that Wembenyama said on TV yesterday that he wants to win, win a ring as soon as possible? Sure. I mean, but also... If you're the number one pick in the draft, what are you supposed to say? Oh, I want to take my time and I would, I don't want to get to a championship, right? So, I mean, he was saying all the right things and he should, and that's great. And those mm. are things you want to hear. Absolutely. I would say the Spurs should not rush into any, into signing any free agents this offseason, mostly because this free agency class sucks. Yeah, it's, it's rough, man. Uh, unless just a bunch of dudes opt out of their player options and a bunch of teams opt out of the team option. They're, the the pickings are slim mm-hmm. this, this summer. So I would say go re-sign some guys, get them on some team-friendly deals, or, or you know do something that keeps your flexibility 
for the next season or the season after where there's likely to be a lot more and better free agents. Um, I mean, there's talk about Chris Paul stuff, but if you ask me, I wouldn't touch Chris Paul with a 10 foot pole because that man is just snake bitten. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. He was cursed with the Clippers. He can't stay healthy in the, in the playoffs. He got to one finals with, with a superb Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, and they still, they couldn't beat the Bucs. So I just, I mean, if there's a team that maybe breaks that streak, maybe it's the Spurs, but you're also talking about Chris Paul is going to be how old? 37, 38. I can't, I don't know off the top of my head, but I mean, you're talking about an old point guard who's going to probably demand a lot of money and tie up your salary cap space. It's to me, it's not worth it. I mean, there's been talk about trade for Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. I would say, great, do it if, if the price is right. Mm -hmm. If, if you're not giving up too much to Portland, if, now, granted, if you're the Spurs, you have a ton of first-round picks that aren't yours, and you're probably comfortable giving away a bunch of those now, knowing we have Wembenyama. Yeah. And as the Spurs, we're going to, you know, we're going to be winning games, so those picks probably aren't going to be very high picks anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, certainly a possibility. So that's you know that i would not put that out of the realm of possibility it wouldn't be my first option but i would say take it easy with with Wembenyama the first year mm-hmm. let him get used to those other guys who are your young pieces who you want to keep around for a while you know whether that's devin vassell sohan keldon johnson i know some people are split on keldon johnson right now they think he should be a trade piece um you're going to keep zach collins because you're going to let collins play five so that Wembenyama can be more comfortable at four mm-hmm. um to me, it's, and you have some younger younger guys who are in the bigs stable who you can develop as well if you can find time for them somewhere. Um, I just get the feeling Wimbanyama is going to kind of play well with whoever you put on the court with yeah. him for the most part. He's a guy who can create for himself. He can create for others. Not an issue. I mean, when you're 7'5", you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. that's, right? that's kind of the reality. Um, so, I mean, if I'm the Spurs, you have your number one pick. You're you're doing all of your scouting. You're doing all of your interviews for that 33rd and that 44th pick. And there's a ton of options out there for those guys too. And we can get into that at some point. But if you're the Spurs this offseason, don't go too hard in the free agency pool. Again, it's not a very good pool. Yeah. It's that You're not going to find guys out there who are going to drastically improve this team more than Wembenyama would by himself. Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean – the, the the Spurs have set this kind of weird precedent, right? They went out and got David Robinson. The when when he served his two years and came back and played in the I think his first season was eighty nine ninety season. He the the team immediately improved in his first season. They won fifty something games. Tim Duncan's first season they won fifty something games. You know I don't know. I think those rosters were already much better built, mm-hmm. and and frankly the year they got Tim Duncan. The reason they were so bad was David Robinson was injured all year. So they didn't, that's why they didn't win a lot of games. So some bad luck, some planning, again, kind of like this year. But I don't know that this Spurs team has the same kind of pieces those earlier Spurs teams did to go and immediately have what a 25, 30 game turnaround. That's mm-hmm. that's a tall order. Um, especially in this NBA, that's I would argue is much more parity than it used to. And um 
has a lot more superstars that are all teaming up together. Mm-hmm. So um, I would not do not get your hopes up for a 50 plus win season. It would I mean, it would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't not want that. Yeah. But I would not I would not have it on my bingo card. I'll put okay. it that way. If I could choose my bingo card, it would not be on there. I would be very pleasantly surprised, though. Okay, so my answer to this question is also kind of what I said, but even before we knew they were going to get Wimbenyama was that, I, like I said, if they got Wimbenyama in plenty, I think they should look at this free agent class and is there a role player who had shooting that maybe they can lock up now like on a three or four year deal again? Not, not where that player is going to take the majority of your cap space for the, for the next few years, but is that player out there right now? If that player is out there, then yeah, sure, go ahead and sign him. That way he's going to he's going to grow with, with this team. Maybe he's a veteran player already. But if not, don't rush, don't rush and do things. Maybe you sign you know sign players on a one or two year deal. Um, again, you're not you're not trying to, to use all that cap space because you may want to preserve it for making a trade or um you know for like you said Ben, an all star next year or the year after. You know when the, when the free agent class definitely uh, does get better now the next question i want to ask you because you know you're more plugged into the draft here is um you know for on, on one part for your first round selection like trying to look at you know who are the sports in the draft that's easy now you know they're taking Wemby with the first round pick so you don't have to worry about picks two through seven but All i right. want to ask you this is there still a first a player projected in the first round that maybe the sports to try to trade up for or trade you know maybe put some 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 picks together those future picks like you mentioned and, and get a player in the first round or maybe even like you know I, i'd hate to say it but kelton's that player who's kind of you know can't maybe possibly trade it um not, not saying i'm not going to report that he's being traded i'm just saying he's that player kind of fits that, that that you know he's on an extension he's a young player you know he's not quite established yet in the league so i think kelton would be like that trade uh piece for a team along with picks uh is there a player there in the first round that you think maybe they should still target even though they've got they're going to have women yama now at number one if they're going to target anybody, it's got to be a guard, I think. Even with mm-hmm. Devin Vassell coming back, I mean, Kellen Johnson basically plays three. Sometimes mm-hmm. he plays an undersized four. So if you're looking at a guy, you're looking at a guard that you can either pair with Trey Young or you can have come off the bench for Trey Young to spell him. If it Jones, Jones, yeah. So. Um, a guy I've seen some people talk about in a potential Spurs trade is Cason Wallace, who I really like. Mm-hmm. I would love that because he's – he is probably the best perimeter defender in this draft. He is a good spot-up shooter from three. He's not going to hurt you. He's still going to be able to help you space the floor a bit. He can drive it a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's really he's a nice player. And I and I also happen to think that he he kind of fell under that Kentucky spell where Calipari brings in guys mm-hmm. and they don't play their whole game at yeah. Kentucky. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is a great example. Booker, too. Adebayo is a great example. Um, I mean, Devin Booker was the sixth man. Yes, I remember. I was like, the year he got drafted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not, not, guys don't always, aren't always able to showcase everything they can do when they play for Coach Calipari. So I would argue that Casey Wallace maybe even has more to show us. Okay. Granted, he has to do that at combine, he has to do that in workouts, whatever it may be. But I'm I'm willing to bet there's more than meets the eye. He's a transformer. There, I said it. Um, he's not Optimus Prime, but he's you know maybe he's a bumblebee. But um, uh, that's a guy I really like. Okay. If if you, it depends on which picks you're trading up, you're packaging together. Yeah. But kind of low key, really like Taylor Hendricks in the mid to late lottery. Um, I think he's been going as high as seven in some mock drafts now a lot of the you know immediate lottery reaction drafts um to the pacers which would be fine good fit 
Um, I happen to think Taylor Hendricks is probably a good fit in most places. He's six nine forward who shoots it well. He's and he's still he's still not growing, but his game is still growing. And I think he he's another guy who can showcase a lot more. But the the Spurs, it feels like in addition to needing a guard or two, it feels like they're missing kind of that extra big body or a guy next to Jeremy Sohan who maybe can do the things now that Jeremy Sohan is working on towards the future, most notably shooting. Taylor Hendricks, very solid shooter, can shoot from three, would space the floor for you, is is probably, if he's not a plus defender, he's at the very worst, you know, a, a middle-of-the-road defender and won't hurt you. Um, so I would say a guy like Taylor Hendricks might be worth packaging a couple picks and moving up for. I would say those two guys are probably the two I like the most. And um, and that's really despite Taylor Hendricks playing at UCF, which didn't have a lot of great competition. I mean, they had a couple. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Good schools in their conference. I mean, they played Houston twice and they played them well, but they didn't win those games. Um, They went to the NIT. I know they beat Florida in the first round. I don't remember what they did after that, but um, it would have been nice seeing him in much better competitive arenas um against much tougher opponents just to really get a better idea of what he can do especially because i don't think he's if i remember correctly i don't think he's playing in the scrimmages at the combine there are a lot of lottery guys who are not doing that oh okay. um, one because they don't have to until next two, year <laughs> They, you know, a lot of a lot of the people in their ear are telling them, you know, if you go and do this, the only thing you can do is make yourself look worse. Um, and then uh, guys who are, you know, fringe first rounders or or very clear second rounders, those are the guys who are playing. 
Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, I had a thought on that. Let me see what was. I already forgot what it was. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, but I agree with you. Oh, oh that was a, I was going to say. Something you talked about last time you were on the Spurs cast was to watch that second Orlando pick. They have a, they, they got the Bulls' pick in, uh, at number what's number 11. So that's also something to, to watch. So, again, Orlando may not want to bring in two rookies, especially since they already have a young team. So that's also something to right. watch for in the event the Spurs want to maybe try to trade up to tra- try to uh, trade to 11 with some of those future picks. Um, and then you kind I of answered this question. I would imagine – Real quick, if, mm-hmm. if Orlando is trading, I imagine they're going to take both of those and try and move up, though. Rather, mm. I, I don't, that's not a bad idea for them to say who wants to come up and get 11, or maybe even who wants to come up and get six, because six is their actual pick. Mm-hmm. And frankly, they might feel very petty and be like, let's throw it in Chicago's face. We're not even going to use our number six pick. We're only going to use their pick because someone's going to trade up for us and give us future picks, whatever it is. Okay, so yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, I personally want that. I think it'd be hilarious, but. <laughs> um, and you kind of answered this question, but you still think, right, that they should, um, you know, use those that number thirty-two and number forty-four, try to try to find some players in the second round. I just want to I want to note that because we know that they do have eleven players, including Wemby, coming um, back onto the team. Um, so that so again, that's four open roster spots, and then they do have those three two-way slots open that they could try to put those second round play, players um, on those contracts if they needed to. Yes, I think I think they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, take those two guys, especially now that they have the extra two-way slot, which is yeah. huge. I think I I love that. Um, a couple of a couple of mocks I've seen Trace Jackson Davis at thirty-three. I would not hate that at all. Um, you really have to find a niche for him. He's he's a six-nine big man. He protects the rim very well, but he doesn't shoot it outside of the paint. I think he. He was starting to show a little bit at the combine that he can shoot it a bit. He never really did it at Indiana in his three years. Um, they played him back to the basket, but he was abusing whatever defender was on him in the post. I mean, he got any he got to every spot he wanted to get to. You weren't stopping him. You knew exactly what he was going to do, and there wasn't diddly you could do about it. And he he was still scoring on guys, you know, averaging however much he was averaging over the course of the season. I think he averaged a double double. So, I mean, playing in the Big Ten, no less, which is a big man's league. So, you know, he's very good player at 33. I would love that. And, I mean, if he falls to 44, I'd obviously say that's a yeah. huge steal. Um, a guy maybe who falls to 44, if if you're looking for guards, maybe an Amari Bailey, maybe a Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, there's... I mean, there's at, at that point, there's a lot of options. I mean, there's just so many people. There's so many players, I should say. It's not just people. There's a ton of players who went to the draft this year that maybe shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say there were more people who declared for the NBA draft this year than than last year and the year before. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, not combined, but mm-hmm. more than both of those years. Um, and that's, I think, part of that is some of these guys get bad info. Mm-hmm. I think some guys maybe get a promise, but that promise isn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of it is a lot of guys are just coming out because they want to go to the combine and see what's up. And they figure if worse comes to worse, I'll go play overseas. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So, which like if I'm personally, if I'm going to, if I'm getting invited to the NBA draft combine, I'm not there to play to go overseas. Like you, you ask, you can live a nice cushy life playing overseas, but I want to make the league, right? Yeah. You know, that's the dream. That's the best league in all of 
the world. Why would I not play in the NBA? Um, so there were definitely some guys who who raised their draft stock, I would say, uh, just today in the first scrimmages we had. Um, but like a Brandon Podzemski, I think that's a guy who's going to end up getting some first-round hype. He played really well today. Um, Dylan Mitchell, Texas, University of Texas, a guy – he was super hyped coming out of high school. Didn't quite live up to that hype. And part of it was he never showed that he had a jumper. And now he's at the combine. He's hitting everything. Oh, wow. Like, is this is this a fluke? Is this the real Dylan Mitchell? You know, not everybody is convinced. So I think if he can convince people in workouts, yeah, the jumper is real. I just never shot it at Texas or I never felt comfortable at Texas, whatever it is. I think that jumps him up too. And maybe he's a 33 or a 44 guy. Uh, and frankly, if it's, if it's Dylan Mitchell, it's a guy who's in your own backyard, mm-hmm. you know, easy, easy sell for a fan base right there as well. For sure. Right there with the, with Texas, right? So, it's... all right. So um, now the last thing I do want to talk about is um, just kind of, again, you kind of mentioned this ear- earlier and it's, it's more so kind of just to like, just lo- let Spurs fans know. Cause I know I've been getting like, you know, friends and family members have been texting me, you know, they basically think it's like, just like that year right after they got Tim Duncan, we're like, they're immediately contenders again, you know, t- t- top team. And, and it's quite, not quite like that. 1990. So I want to go kind of go through 1997 versus 2023. Uh, just the different um, approaches or, or kind of the roster that was already intact. In so, the year after they got Timmy, uh, year one of Timmy's uh, first year, they end up winning 56 games. So, again, they were a very successful team. We do want to note, though, like you mentioned, Ben, uh, before David Robinson got hurt, the year before that, they, on 1996, they were a 59-win team. So, again, this was a, a team with multiple, um, uh, you know, Sean Elliott was on the team, David Robinson, right. you know, a former All-Star, or even David was probably a current All-Star at that time. And actually, Elliott made the All-Star team in 96. And David Robinson was an MVP. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So, again, th- these are totally different rosters. Um, uh, and then even when Timmy came onto the team, there was multiple 30-plus-year-olds, you know, veteran players on this team who had been established, won games before. And now this current team, I was just looking at the roster, the ages of the players. Most of these players are, t- are be- uh, under the age uh, of 23. Like the majority of these guys who get the real minutes, yeah. Vassell, Sohan, all those kind of no, guys. They don't quite know how to win yet. Exactly. These are these are young, established, um, not established players. None of these players are all stars quite yet. So so Victor is joining a team with a bunch of young players. Uh, now a lot of young players with upside, but again, not quite. Uh, you know, they, they haven't shown that, that that they're a winning ball club um, just yet. And so I would say that if the Spurs, I would say there's there's two paths for the Spurs in terms of this first coming season with Wembenyama. I think I think path number one is like okay, let's say they're very aggressive. They go out and, and try to trade for an established star for a player like Damian Lillard or someone like that. Then I think yes, they can definitely get back into the playoff picture. Now, if they just kind of um, just build a team of with young players around Wembenyama. I think we could end up seeing something similar to what we saw in, in the first year uh, with LeBron. When LeBron came in in 03, remember, he didn't make the playoffs either, but he turned around the Cavs in just one year where they ended up winning 35 games that year and got the ninth seed out, out east. And that, that So they barely missed the playoffs. And that's kind of where I see if the, if the Spurs aren't very aggressive to, to put um, you know a bunch of veterans around this team, I think that with just with Yem, with Wemby, they could end up having a pretty good year where they're maybe a playoff, playing team or kind of right below that. What, what do you think about those two approaches? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's... Unless that Damian Lillard deal it just pops for you and you think it's the perfect fit and you think you're getting good value there. I mean, if you think all of those things, great. Pull the trigger. If they do that, I'd say you gotta you gotta at least make a play in the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not gonna do that, I'd say threaten to do it, you know, get close, you get within a couple games, maybe you miss it in the last couple weeks of the season. 
but you've shown clear progress. Exactly. You won 32 games. You know, you win 10 more games. Mm-hmm. Um, that gives you that gives you major optimism for the next year. I mean, I haven't even looked at the 24 draft yet. So, I mean, you you may have guys who are going to be late in the lottery who you like, and that's fine. And you can go from there. But, um, the, I mean, they'll probably they'll surely have some options wherever they draft that year. I just I don't imagine they're going to win only 22 games again. Oh yeah, no, no, even I- even with how the roster is currently constructed, and even independent of how the offseason may go. Exactly. Um, all right. So our last topic here is I just want to kind of go through some early cap space options because um, uh, I've seen some of these, these cap space numbers float around on, on social media. And so I do want to note, you know, because I keep seeing a, a lot of places that, that, you know, the Spurs are going to have $40 million in cap space. That is true. They can get up to $40 million in cap space, but that does require them letting all the free agents walk and actually waiving Zach Collins, who's on a non-guaranteed contract at $7.7 million up, up until June 28th. So uh, what we heard Pop say before the season ended, but before they got Wemby, was that he had basically said Zach's our starting center next year. So so Pop basically said that Zach's coming back. So when you put Zach definitely on this team that his contract guarantees, they're going to have $36.7 million in cap space. Now, because the Spurs really don't have a point guard right now, uh, you know, with Trey Jones being a restricted free agent, let's just say they lock in, uh, they, they re-sign Trey Jones at $8 million or maybe get, 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 him, get him on an extension before June 30th, plus they're, they're bringing back Collins. Well, then they have about $29.8 million in cap space. So basically, somewhere in that neighborhood of like 30 to like, 40 million is kind of the different paths that they can take with their cap space. But like you and I said, Ben, we don't think they're going to go out and just like aggressively try to sign free agents um, just to, just to use that cap space. They may be holding it to like, you know, um, uh, try to trade for some players and, and kind uh, of just like, now, like, I think it goes into effect this year, right? There's a, there's a higher spending floor. Yes. The, the, so, so with the spending floor, um, it's not fully intact yet, but there's, there is, there is a penalty. If you don't, if you don't reach the minimum, uh, you only get 50% of the uh, what are, the tax distribution. So, you, so yeah. yes, so they have to, they're going to spend this money. I think they have to, you don't want to get to right. 50%. And then the following year, that completely comes into play where you're penalized. You don't get any, any of the tax, of the, of the, uh, the tax distribution money. So yeah, you're right. San That's Antonio also, wants that money. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, even if it, like I said, even if it takes just signing a role player, like one or two year deal, they're going to have to do something just to one, keep the team competitive, but then also, you know, get to that, that salary floor or try to trade for players. Like I said, during the year, and just kind of like what you said, Ben, there's not, this is not a great free agent class, you know, two players on, 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 on player options who are like more scoring kind of players can kind of create their own offense or like Fred Van Vliet, um, Chris Middleton, you know, you, I don't think they're going to, those players would have to opt out of their deals. And then also like, just like an unrestricted free agents, like for a point guard, uh, D'Angelo Russell with the Lakers, like, you know, these aren't players who are going to, you know, dramatically change your season. And then, you know, the one marquee um, uh, big name player who was an all-star this year is Dame Lillard. Who's kind of, who's, who's like, you know, they don't know, Portland doesn't know exactly where, what's going to happen with, with him. I mean, I mean, obviously he's under contract, but they can end up trying to trade him. Uh, and then there's just like those wild card players who are maybe a, a previous um, established all-stars like Zach Levine or Trey Young from the, with Atlanta. There's also like um, players who have, who have a lot of potential, but they, you know, they really had a, had a bad um, playoff performance. So somebody like Jordan Poole. So there's just a lot of wild card players out there. Again, the Spurs have a lot of options they, they can go to uh, with their, with their offseason approach. So I, I am eager to see what they do um, now that they know they're definitely going to have Victor with the Did you have any comments there? Yeah. I mean, first of all, if, how ironic would it be if the Spurs somehow landed Trey Young after the Spurs trade away DeJounte Murray to Atlanta because Atlanta thought they needed to pair Trey Young with him? I mean, that would be a wild story and absolutely hilarious on a variety of levels. But yeah, I mean, it's 
if you're the Spurs, find some role playing guys. I, I think I have a bad feeling that like they're going to end up having to overpay some guys just because they have to meet that floor. Mm-hmm. And I think that floor and forcing teams to pay certain guys, whoever they're going to pay, I think it's going to force a lot of teams into um, into overpaying and setting a bad market for some players. Mm. Um, and they could regret that if they give out very long-term deals, you know, really three years or more. So I think that will be something to watch for this offseason. It could get really weird. Man, I, I was this is kind of off topic, but I was like I was crunching the Rockets numbers, and man, they have like fifty to it's like almost like forty-seven to fifty-seven million. They have to they have to basically get to this coming offseason. Wild, yeah. There's there, there's a there's a there's a there's a situation where they can have that much cap space. Like what that is what you get for being irresponsible. <laughs> and then and then what they get the fourth pick and the yeah, so that's rough if you're a Rockets fan. No wonder they weren't too happy on on. They a, had bad juju all season, and that's what you get. I will die on that hill. You you ran you ran your organization completely unprofessionally, and on top of that, you went out and hired Ime Udoka as your head coach, and you put that same head coach, who has known issues, you put him as your representative at the lottery. There was no way the Rockets were getting the first pick. I'm sorry. Whether you believe in narratives, whether you believe in conspiracy theories, whatever it is, there were a number of reasons why the Rockets. We're not getting that pick. I'm sorry. That's just the reality. Yeah. So they're in a rough situation, especially with that, like I said, that that uh, minimum floor that they have to hit uh, this coming season, like the Spurs do, and, uh, and other teams that are going to have cast space. So, again, that, that those are just uh, uh, our our initial reaction, Spurs cast listeners, to uh, the Spurs getting uh, you know, Victor Wembanyama again. They've they've now done in just year one of tanking. They did the they, they did the the, um, the the most difficult part. They they end up getting the number one pick, the, the generational talent, the player who's going to be setting their foundation for for years to come now. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a really good time right now in San Antonio. You know, the the, the organization's definitely headed in a very bright direction now that they're going to have uh, Wemby joining the team. So I do want to say thank you to Ben for joining me here on this episode of the Spurs cast. Um, and also thank you all for, for listening. And also I want to say a shout out to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.